second romance yes. of the series so far. Yeah. But the furthest away from Camelot. I was going to say the weird elephant in the room when I was watching this movie when I when we got to the end, uh-huh. I was like there's nothing, there's no Camelot, no King Arthur, no table. Not in this. We forgot no. to talk about the table last time. This time there isn't even a table. There's no table, there's no Camelot. And it's funny because the story that it's based on, there is a cameo appearance by King Arthur. That's uh, what I thought. But um, he's not needed here. Sure. I didn't miss him except yeah. for the podcast. And so I was like yeah. going to kind of ask you like, yeah, I mean, I, you where, know, I, where's King Arthur? Yeah, he just, well, we'll, I mean, we'll talk because... Well, you know, they've done the thing that they do, and they take all of the fun, heightened, mythical yeah. stuff, and they bring it all the way down to Earth. Yeah. Uh, but, but but then certain other things about this movie are not down to Earth Well, it's very all. melodramatic, yes. but it's very grounded in, like, reality. They're, they're trying their best for it to be. Yeah. yeah. The plot really is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this one, we've got no Arthur, we've got no... Magic, we've just got some sexy people. Yes, like, really improbably, like, it feels like the movie on purpose has tried to beautify them at the expense of everyone else. Yeah. And that said, we've got some handsome fellas up in here, you know, besides our main boy. Oh, my we, goodness. We've got Rufus Sewell. We've got a, hey, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. We need to talk about that. Yes, because here's what I was thinking the whole time. The whole time. And I, I, I think I know what it is, but yeah. say it. I really wish it had been him. Yes. <laughs> and, of now, course, he was not as famous at the time. He wasn't as famous uh, as James Franco. James Franco, who was hot off of Spider-Man 2. Sure. <laughs> But here's the thing. If you go on Letterboxd, uh-huh. and of course most of those reviews are much more recent because it wasn't a site that existed in 2006. Sure. Every review is either talking about how Henry Cavill is more attractive than James Franco uh-huh. or talking about how Rufus Sewell is more attractive than James Franco, which is pre- arguably more painful for the plot that the story, that the film is trying to tell. Yeah, I do prefer both of those gentlemen uh, to to our main man. Uh, and, you know, James is doing his best. He, you know, given the time, like, there are things we know about him now that we didn't then. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, people wouldn't have been seeing him in this kind of skeevy way that's kind mm-hmm. of our instinct now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's younger, mm-hmm. and he's got some big hair. He's got really poofy hair. And he has tears in his eyes all the constantly. time. He's, he's welling up. up to his fucking he, name, huh? He, he's he's welling up perpetually. And he's got it, those pouty lips. It, it almost feels like some sort of medical condition. <laughs> he's, he's a crying boy. And so... You, He's you very can, tough and strong and also cries. You can understand the idea. Yeah. yeah. I get what they're doing. And frankly, it like, it adds up for the character of Tristan. Yes. It like 
the sort of mythical idea of Tristan and his vibe. Um, sure, yes, he's okay. a he's a sensitive boy. He's a musician. He's like a sensitive, kind of slightly bad boy, a little bit. But in and in in legend, it's not even his fault. It's not even his fault, Leonora. Even because this movie sets up like a series of contrivances. Mm-hmm. Yes, and these contrivances are all in the service of cutting out any magic. Oh. You see, it's not his fault, Leonora. And we'll get to that. Because, like, I was thinking the first half of this movie is just, like, unlucky thing after unlucky thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's all just to get around magic. Uh, So I do want to mention the director, Kevin Reynolds. I was excited to talk about the director. Well, because here's the thing about him is that he he directed some movies that I enjoy very much. So that Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, Count of Monte Cristo. Is really his finest moment as a director, in my opinion. It truly, truly is. I love it very much. And so it makes sense why we've got got a young Cavill here. He'd worked with him before to great effect. Yeah, he was wonderful in In Count of Monte Cristo. Very young man. Yeah. And so I get him being like, yeah, let's bring this 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 lad he shows promise i'll put him in a supporting role in this right. movie now right um and also a fellow that we like very much from that movie uh jb blanc yeah who played luigi vampa mm-hmm. in count of monte cristo is here as leon i think yeah, is his name uh-huh. just a an auxiliary friend yeah but yeah. I, I always like to see him show up he's apparently a very prolific voice actor oh interesting didn't know this hmm. uh but hmm. he's he's good like yeah. to see him uh i'm a I, fan i was looking up kevin reynolds and um i was amazed to find out one thing about him that is not pertinent to anything else we'll discuss mm-hmm. uh he worked with kevin costner Clearly. On Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and also on Waterworld. Waterworld. Uh, he was quoted as saying of Kevin Costner, Kevin should only star in movies he directs. That way he can work with his favorite actor and director. <laughs> Which is one of the best burns I've ever heard. Oh, man. And so I think Kevin Reynolds is a legend just for that quote That's alone. Fantastic. Yeah, I gotta say, you know, I mean, this man's work is of a certain variety. And I, I I think it probably works better for me in Count of Monte Cristo than it does in yes, this film. that is certainly his, but his was, highlight there. But like... I was glad to know who he was because it kind of makes the vibe of the movie make more sense. Definitely. It makes yeah. more sense you, why James Franco is there because you know he doesn't care about the accent or whatever. No, no, he doesn't give a single shit about that. You know, as a as a as a young person, I was I was a big fan of Waterworld. I've still never seen it. Oh wow! Well, that's something we're gonna have to do someday. I know. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, his this guy's filmography makes complete sense. It, it's it's synchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that really I think differentiates this movie, and it's not like it's something you wouldn't think Kevin Reynolds would do. Mm-hmm. It's extremely 2006 in that it is color graded to the point where it feels like it takes place on a different planet, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it looks good. No. But it's at least doesn't look boring. Well, okay, so we got to talk about the sort of cinematic climate that this movie exists in because this was 
embedded in sort of a rash of these historical films that had that very particular brand of historicity of like everyone wears brown and lives in the mud it's kind of like i think of like troy troy alexander alexander you've got um fucking king arthur which we will yeah eventually get around this is directly after that directly so we were getting these historical epics that are very self-serious and brown and some of that i do think also comes from lord of the rings even though that's not historical it's not historical and also has a sense of fucking whimsy that's true but but visually there was a lot of color grading which digital color grading was a really new technology Mm -hmm. at the time so everybody wanted to try it out sure 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 absolutely the color grading definitely but where lord of the rings has sort of balance where it's like yes Yes. we have these these muddy dirty scenes of strider fucking tumbling around the woods some fun you've got fucking rivendell to look at yes exactly it's not all this is true like but that's thatched huts. That, that's too much for somebody ripping it off to do all at once. <laughs> like you even know? these castles look fucking dreary yes. as hell. And I have to say the other really hilarious thing. Yeah. This movie has a number of scenes where we see an Indiana Jones style map shot. Mm. It's true. And, and then the map is labeled. Yes. And we see where we are in that shot of the map. Yes. And then it fades to the real place. Yes. And then another piece of text comes up telling us that that's where we are. And it's always the same thing that the map said. I I think it's just, right, like, we didn't, if we had nixed the, like, title over the location, like, that would have been better. Because I get Mm -hmm. the value of, like, showing the map just so that we have orientation. We're like, Ireland is over here. Cornwall is over here. Not everyone is going to know these things. No, we're Americans and we're bad at geography. And then you have things like it makes that scene with the real life map where they have all the the, the borders and, and they, they pull the, the string, string and... out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, having this sort of geographic orientation, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's not like the most elegant way of doing it, but like it's it's doing something for us. Yes. But then to have the title. It, it's like, I, I know, I was looking. I yeah, was yeah. <laughs> so, the other thing I feel like we should say about the sort of climate into which this movie was released mm-hmm. is that it is clearly, I think, trying to split its audience mm. appeal in a strange way because it's trying to be like, this is the political history yes. of Britain and Ireland and these real things that really happened and, and here's they, all the machinations. And a lot of these movies were very concerned with the sort of like historical reality yes. of these legends. And so this movie's trying to do that. Uh-huh. But it is also trying to be a hot and heavy romance uh-huh. for a teenage audience. Right. That's why you cast James Franco. And frankly... Sophia Miles wasn't and isn't famous, to my knowledge. I am not familiar with her. She was cast for her appeal. It seems like she's watching gorgeous. watching the way that she's even filmed in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's she's framed in a certain way mm-hmm. where you're like, this movie was was pitched on two ideas: the idea of historicity mm-hmm. and the idea of these are hot people. Yep. Sexy people in sexy, sexy history. And nobody understands them. Yes. <laughs> just, they, they're just, the world isn't ready for their love. They're, they're, they kind of feel like modern teens who are stuck in an unforgiving time. Yeah. It's kind of how the movie presents them. Yeah. Like, like they're kind of like, they kind of have a CW character feeling. It's true. 
The yeah. rest of the movie super doesn't. No. Just the two of them. Just the two of them. That they feel like they could be from like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Like a teen soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's... And it's that's, kind of an interesting juxtaposition because you don't see that many other movies trying to be both of those things. I mean, and I think it may have had something to do with why it didn't exactly resonate. No. Because <laughs> it's confusing because I was thinking that like, you know, if you were going to see this movie as somebody who would be going to see Twilight in two short years... Mm-hmm. And I think you can draw kind of a direct line yes. to this movie. It's as, the same audience as, being appealed it's, to. It's a, it's a proto-attempt to appeal to that audience, Twilight being the attempt that really took off. Uh-huh. But the same try is being made, mm-hmm. down to crazy color grading for some reason. Uh, <laughs> though that <laughs> yeah. might be a coincidence. I don't know, it was just a thing people were doing. Or it might just be like, you know. It was a trend. Th- it was a trend. It was They're trying to be trendy. Yeah. But I think that if you were going to see this movie because you thought that the people were hot or that it would be trendy... Or that it would be, like, romancy. Mm-hmm. All the politics would probably really bore you. There's a lot of politics. And if you were going to see it for the politics, the romance would probably feel pretty fake. Yeah. Now, lucky for me, I'm into both. Exactly! Uh, I was about to say, we, the, we're in, like, a narrow target audience for this movie. Unfortunately for me, um, it doesn't do either particularly well. That's the issue. <laughs> that's, that's why, see, that's why I was, like... I have no problem with anything this movie is trying to do. Right. I find all of that very interesting. I want this. I want the good version of this movie. <laughs> because I was fascinated by it, but also so bored. It's so boring. <laughs> and it's strange to watch a movie where you're like, this should, every scene, you're like, this should be an interesting scene. I should scene. care so much about what's every, happening. Every scene should be interesting, but functionally isn't. It's not. And and then it's like, man, dude, like you, you did so well in Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. What happened? I mean, I, what happened? I, who can say? Really, if, I, there's, if if that movie is anything, it's fucking compelling. It's like, really compelling, it's, and I was thinking about it the whole time because I think that this movie is trying to go for the same type of drama that that movie succeeds it's just at. On, maybe it's a casting thing. Honestly, I think because, it like, must I be. I keep thinking. Yeah, I feel like Henry Cavill, if he had played yes. Tristan. Could have been, have been more able compelling. to bring that depth yeah. to the character well, that Franco just couldn't. And like, let me say this: the main character in Count of Monte Cristo, if you set up the dominoes correctly, is really easy to root for. Yes, just given the circumstance that he finds himself in, he doesn't need in. any extra help. And like, unfortunately, Tristan in this version of the story, as the script lays it out. It still feels like he's making... It still feels like they're both making poor choices. And that part of that is the way it's been adapted right. in order to cut out the fucking the, magic. The magic. Because it's a lot less sympathetic right. than someone who just literally cannot help themselves. Right. Because there's like a... I, I, I know the very, very basics There about, is a love potion. A love potion. And there that's is what a I love was potion involved. love potion. And Tristan and his old literally can't do anything about it. Yeah, and, and in this, it just seems like they are immature. Yeah. Frankly. And, and it, okay, yeah, so let's just start talking about it. Cause, yeah. Because there's so much of this fucking waffling back and forth where one of them is like, we have yeah. to do our duty. And, and, and the other is, is like, but don't this, you love me This anymore. is where it falls apart for me. And they just keep me. switching places. And I think, like, if we're comparing it to Count of Monte Cristo, which is the movie that this guy made that we really like. Yes. Like, that movie has... You know, one main character who's really conflicted at mm-hmm. times over what he's going to do next. Right, and that's the whole thing. That's of the like, whole point. You know, and is it do you do you give grace and and yes. and and embrace forgiveness, yes. or do you 
get right. your ju- the just desserts. Right. And like, you would, what is... You would really think that this movie has the potential for a similar inner conflict with both of its main characters. Mm-hmm. But instead, it just has them pass the baton to each other <laughs> arbitrarily so, so that if one person is starting to feel one way, the other person has to start to feel the other way because it's time for them to pass the baton. And they have to have something to be in and, conflict about. And unfortunately, I think it's also a little bit strange for us caring about the, the movie uh-huh. that instead of this sort of singular focus... As Count of Monte Cristo has. Yes. It's stuck between the romance and the political machinations, which aren't tied in super well. Here's the fucking thing about that. None of that is in the story of Tristan I and I suspected because it always feels like a diversion and a it distraction. It is 100% a contrivance of this movie, and I think it's 100% in service of this weird... Historicity, historicity thing, thing that they're doing I mean, where they the have thing. to set it in the fucking political this 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 goddamn made up right. completely ahistorical right. idea of the dark the, ages right and here's the thing like i think i would enjoy that more if it was its whole own movie that was about that sure then That's, I would and, found and you it know what that movie is coming out soon it's called medieval <laughs> i don't even I haven't even heard oh, there's of this a trailer out now yeah there's a movie coming out called medieval and boy and it's, just, it's just here's the middle ages on parade yeah lots of men with maces swinging this, it around and grimacing this movie like it it really feels like it's doing the political thing in such a vacuum where it just assumes that we really want to see like faux medieval guys arguing with each other about and who's king about who's king and and, <laughs> and some of it is so obvious as well oh my god fucking mark, mark strong, strong <laughs> is just there to be like a sour guy this is the swarthiest i think i've ever seen mark strong yeah he's very he's very yeah. hairy in this he's movie. very hairy I'm used to a smooth mark strong yes yeah <laughs> and like this whole idea for most of the movie that the irish king mm-hmm wants to put mark strong on the british throne because he's like this guy's such an asshole nobody will like him if and he's it'll king. all crumble that's i love that every scene with this fucking irish king he's it, there's is, like five of the same scene and he's just like yeah who by the way is speaking with as i can identify it an extremely scottish accent yeah i was wondering um, about that as well sounds real scottish to my ear yeah uh yeah what uh donica is his name yeah, donica, yeah, yeah i don't know i'm yeah. not great with irish names no, i apologize um but they he's like yeah just let him fucking have that i don't yeah. give a shit it'll all crumble in two years and then i'll come in like well, he, that's his gambit every time it's just like always saying let it. them mm-hmm tear each other apart i can wait <laughs> and it's really funny because like the uh rufus sewell mm-hmm. always shows up to say he wants to divide us mm-hmm. and mark strong always shows up to say don't listen to him he's annoying or this thing's annoying or that thing's annoying we should do our own thing <laughs> and that's like half of the entire movie, the movie is just these three sort men of just... reiterating their own points yeah as very simple characters. Rufus Sewell also with a strange facial hair situation, which I have to assume they've given him to sort of downplay his attractiveness. Gotta be. Because um, Rufus Sewell is is a super hot older gentleman. Yeah. And I can't imagine 
being, being mad like, about being married yeah, to that guy. But uh, this movie has strange ideas about attractiveness as well. It was a particular moment where I think the sort of young people's cultural idea of That's, what is hot is, is is a man who's very youthful and feminine. Yes, it's it was yes. the it was the it was the era of the emo boy. Right. But I feel like in in both directions it goes because there's also that strange scene where Rufus Sewell is like, "What if she's a hag?" Yeah, and then the, and then the, poor fucking uh, uh, Brona Gallagher is like the butt of the joke. Yes, I couldn't believe that scene because she gets out of the carriage and he's, and he's like, like, "I don't know," <laughs> and then thank goodness it's actually Sophia Miles. Uh-huh. Poor fuck. I was like. Listen, listen, Brona Gallagher is fine. Yes. <laughs> Don't be mean to her. I By think the way, she's cute. I'm, I was, it's, I didn't remember she was in this movie. And of course, we, we have seen her on this podcast very, very what? briefly. Can you remember I, her? I was going to look it up, but now I'm trying to, I vaguely, Can you remember vaguely, her? no, I don't. Is she in, in, in uh, the Guy Ritchie one somewhere? Nope. No, I don't mean Grail Quest. I mean <gasps> film broads. No. In a in a Tarantino film? Yes. What? Where No, I don't remember her at all. She's in Pulp Fiction. No. She's in She's the 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 drug dealer's wife's <gasps> friend. That's her? That's her. What on earth? Yeah. That is her. That's bizarre. That's like the most unlikely uh, film broads recurrence mm-hmm. I think we've ever seen. She's got a great acting yeah. career aside from oh, that, yeah. but I just thought that was fun. I didn't even connect. It's funny because she's so distinct. Yeah, she but... is very distinct, but yep, she's in Pulp Fiction. Wow. There you go. All right. Get your little mind blow for the day. <laughs> also looking at the cast list for this movie dexter fletcher is there yes the, the director of rocket man yes yes that's and it's always strange to see him from back when he was an actor <laughs> that is always a weird thing when when actors just become directors just full time yeah but yeah this this tristan is very much i mean it's it's a you know, 2006 was a fucking year. It was a, yeah. It was a time, you know, this and is Tristan by way of Brendan Urie. Yep, like, mm-hmm. he's very pouty, he's very pretty. It's really true, and, and the movie's always telling you, like, I mean, if, if, if you, and we are not these people, <laughs> but if you care really hard about people in a movie taking place in an era looking like they could exist in that era. Yeah. This movie's gonna drive you up the wall because he had a blow dryer somewhere. Oh yeah, boy had a perm. He's, like, yes, he's he, he's his, boost up. He's his, his hair adds like three inches to his height. Like yes, it, it's it's a lot of hair. It's a lot um, of hair. And then even the ones where they're like, and these are the ones that are gonna look historical. That's all fucking made up. Oh, shit, too. of course. I'm like of Mark course. Strong walking around looking all hairy. <laughs> and it's like, it's all silly. It, yeah, but of course, because if they were to actually use historical styles, they would look absolutely absurd to our eyes now. I mean, yeah, Ridley Scott flirted with this in Last Duel and, and with the haircuts, and people lost that people couldn't handle they it. They couldn't handle it. They were like, why do they look like that? Because it's history. Uh, so what people want is scruffy men and blowouts. Yes. Um, and that's what we, oh boy, that's what we get. Yeah. And, and like, what I'll say about James Franco as an actor at this point, and even Sophia Miles too, even though I don't think I've ever seen her in anything and remembered her before. Mm-mm. 
Um, they feel pretty modern to me. Yes. She especially, like, she has that face that knows about emails that sure, we talk about. Sure, And, like, there's just times where I'm like, you know, she'd be really good in, like, commercials. <laughs> you know, no, no knock on her, because the movie's leaning into it. Yeah. She's beautiful. She is gorgeous. And the movie knows it. Yes. At the expense of all else. <laughs> The only thing that's important about her. And she needs to just sort of like sit dreamily and say things dreamily. Uh-huh. But like Be when conflicted. he. But like when he. There's like a few scenes where he's like smiling or laughing or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's just so dorky yeah. to me. And it's so silly. <sighs> One wishes for Henry Cavill. Except that, he gets to play I mean. second fiddle. Because Henry Cavill has a bit more like gravitas and you're not I, thinking I about. And you're not thinking about Spider Man 2, which I was frequently yeah. watching this movie. For yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, you say Sophia Miles has a face that knows about email. No, no, James Franco knows about... He knows about... Current world cryptocurrency. events. Cryptocurrency. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was like constantly like, this guy does not belong in right. the world and of this movie. I try not to like impress yeah. upon this James Franco, the what James we know Franco about the James that Franco we has, know today. Yes. yes. Because this was a different James Franco. This was a James Franco who was coming up as a leading man. They were trying yeah, they to, were trying to make him happen. And he, it, it, it turns out that's not what he was for. No. I think, I mean, because like at, at that time and up until the point where he kind of got gross, he was always better as a character actor. Yes. I think it's fair to say. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, he's he's great in comedies. He's great in comedies. He's great in, like, you know, side roles. Uh-huh. I think if they'd switched him and Henry Cavill... I fully agree. He could have been really memorable in that other role I as the kind of, like, the guy like... who's never good enough and he's really bitter about it. Yes, absolutely. That's what he's good at. I like that for him. That would have been like... more compelling. Because, like, you look at Henry Cavill and you're like... Your uncle's not appreciating what about you, sir? That's the like, question. Why are you and not? It just feels like a role that he doesn't get to do anything with. Doesn't until his death anything. scene a little bit. But and that's the fucking nothing. That's nothing. It's nothing. He gets nothing in this movie. The other thing that I'll say is that when you watch movies that start out with the main character as a child. Yeah. What I'm used to. Because, you know, working with children is difficult. Sure, sure, sure. What I'm used to is it doesn't really feel like the movie started until it's time for that childhood flashback part to be over. Mm -hmm. Because you can't really get a read on what the kind of person the character is when they're played by a child actor. Now, in this case... in this movie, it is the exact opposite because it's Thomas Sangster. It's Thomas Sangster! And Thomas Sangster is better than James Franco at acting a little bit. (laughs) And conveys more layers for this tiny, tiny child than adult Tristan has. Yeah, he feels like a more complex character. And, like, frankly, like, Thomas Sangster, when he was that age, Uh was in some roles where, like, he was overqualified. Yeah. Like, even in, like, Love Actually, which is what people remember him for. Of course. They just needed a cute kid in that role. But he brings something to it. He brings something more to it. But this movie puts him through his paces. He has a full combat scene. And he fucking He nails it. it. He's so good. And it's like it's not just that he like hits the choreography well. But he, he has the um, he's acting the he's whole time. Acting it too. He's like, so some, good. some adults can't do that. He's so good. And so I was like Like you just yeah. feel this like grief and fury. Yeah. And, like it's so good. And, like, Thomas Sixter. 
is so he's, good. He's so good in this movie, and like, and and you know, James Franco doesn't have a chance after that. No, imagine to make that kind of impression. And I'm like, he probably didn't even know. He probably saw the movie, and he was like, "Wow, this kid like mopped the floor with me in five minutes." <laughs> It's really something. This is such an odd movie. It's so weird. And I was thinking, too, like, if they were to try Tristan and Isolde again, get Thomas Sangster back. Sure. He could do it now. Yes. They should have just waited. And let let Henry Cavill play Mark. Yes. Yes. I'd watch that. I don't know. Yeah, it's um it's it's sure a thing and I kind of was getting worried as as Thomas Sangster was so good in the first part of this movie. I was yeah, like, "Oh, it's no going to be James way. Franco at some point." And soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um do we want to do we want to go through a real brief Really synopsis? brief summary. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cuz yeah, we've got basically it's, oh boy, it's the dark ages, y'all. You know what that means. There's there's political turmoil. Yep, all of the different tribes, the Celts, the Picts, the Angles, the Saxons, the Jutes, um but they're all coming up against the Irish and because the, the Irish is the superpower right now. And they're just they're just terrible in this They're movie. just the villains of the world, those <laughs> fucking Irish. <laughs> Um, and, um, Donica, the Irish king, king attacks, East. um, the castle. Right as, right as they're negotiating to bring them all together. The, under, yeah. under Mark of Cornwall. Who's Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell. And, um, Trist, little Tristan's dad is one of these yep. men coming together yep. to unite under Mark. Both of Tristan's parents die kind of implausibly yes during this attack yes so many people die including mark's wife yep um and mark rescues tristan at the expense his, of his, his own his, his hand his gets right just hand chopped off chopped right off brutally yes this this movie also i was like for like a pg-13 movie that was like you know marketed towards the youth it's pretty this violent. Movie goes for it. Yeah, he his hand just and there's like blood splattering yeah. all over the place, and I was like, kind of like, Ooh, okay. But um, after this terrible attack that has completely derailed this treaty, yep. Mark takes Tristan home as an orphan to yeah. raise him as his own in Cornwall. Um, and this is when we meet uh, uh, Mello, yeah, who is Mark's actual nephew. Yes. Um, and he's kind of a little bit of a shit. Yeah. Um, but then Tristan fucking puts him in his place. <laughs> yeah, beats him at sword fighting. <laughs> and they become yeah. brothers. I guess so. Uh, we don't and, get much of that, but yeah. Yeah, they're brothers now. Yeah. Um, and they grow up, and Tristan is now James Franco, and boy, yep. is he just the best boy anyone ever saw. <laughs> Everyone's he, so impressed with him, He's yeah. so impressive, he's handsome, and good, and righteous, and a very good fighter, and super smart, too. You almost think there's gonna be one of those, like... Uh, like a a medieval version of those like popular kid walks down the hallway in slow motion at school types <laughs> yes, of shots. Yes, absolutely. He's that boy. He's that boy. He's the most popular boy in school. He's tossing his hair, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he's also humble. <laughs> right? Right? He knows his worth, but he's not cocky about it. Um, and uh, they decide they got to do some shit about the Irish because they... They've been kidnapping people. And... Yeah, that's what they do. Um, and so Tristan's like, I've got a plan for a super cool sneaky <laughs> attack. And it's a pretty cool sneaky attack. Yeah. Um, 
Um, oh, meanwhile, we've learned something about his old. She is the princess of Ireland. She is the Donica's daughter. Her mom daughter. died and she's so sad. <laughs> um, she's grown up now, too. And she's supposed to marry this awful, awful man named Morholt. Yeah, like, again, the movie is, like, really doing a weird thing where it's, like, because he's larger. He's very big. He's a big beef man. And, and, that, guy... and that supposedly makes him, like, unbelievably unattractive, I guess. Yeah. Which, but like, he's... if you're not into that, sure. Yeah, and sure, he's sure. And, and they try to make, in, in case you are, they try to make him really pervy and he's skeevy. He's quite unpleasant. Um, yeah, I believe that this, this actor was some sort of real-life strongman. Okay. Uh, I was, I was kind of, like, feeling a little bit bad for him. Uh-huh. In terms of how the movie sort of depicts his looks, and then he they like make him all like saying lewd things to her and stuff. He's real gross. And I was like, so they're they're covering their ass here. Yeah, like, he's a he's a yucky bad man. Yeah, he does yucky bad things. Yeah, he's an unpleasant person. Yeah. Um, and also works for the king of Ireland, so that makes him and the, de facto. And bad. the king is just like the worst dad. He's so awful, and he's just like skulking around and, and like whispering and he's just like spooky he's yeah he's, he's a spooky king he 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 not to make the lord of the rings thing again but you almost expect him to bite down on a cherry tomato in a yeah way. he does he does have that vibe like he's just like rotten he's, to the core yeah. but it, but in a very quiet way and it's interesting to me too that again sinister. where we talk about this like faux attempt at historicity yeah. because here's isolde who is having a very modern point of view, I think, on her circumstances, mm -hmm. which is meant to make the younger audience relate to her. Yeah, certainly. And you're just like, so she feels kind of like she's time-traveled here and she's stuck. I want adventure yeah. in the great wide <laughs> somewhere. She, she, yeah, literally what she says. And... <laughs> Because she's just like, oh, yes, that place over there where everyone says it's just all bad all the time. I want to go I there. I would like to go over to Britain. And she's kind of just like, well, yeah, I, I'll marry. I guess I have to marry this big, stinky man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hate it, though. And um, you're kind of just like, how did this environment produce her? Eh. Yeah, I know. Where did and she the come answer from? is it's a movie. But like, why is it trying to be grounded at all is my question. Yeah. Um, so yes. she's supposed to marry Morholt, um, but in the attack, um, Tristan kills, kills Morholt. But of um, course, Morholt has his poison sword. His poisons. So yes, we learn about Isolde that she's quite the um, the herbalist. Sure. Um, she's sort of an herbal healer. I thought it, that would come up more in the story. Yeah. Um, it is a big part of the sort of the mythic Isolde. Um, but yes, it is It is in service of Morholt has a fancy poison on his sword and Tristan is um, mortally wounded Supposedly, by this poison. Yeah. Um, in the attack, you know, they, they, yeah. they stop the... the the Irish, but at the expense of, of Tristan's life. Everyone's uh, really sad. It's so sad. Everybody's fucking sad, and 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 no no one more than Mark. Yeah. Um. To the point where Mello almost feels jealous. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah, Mark's he's, grief. He's bitter. Uh, Which is a little bit misplaced, I think, because like, you know, ad adoptive son. Versus nephew, right? Like he's still eh. like you know you know why Mark's real sad because 
because Tristan died. He would be very sad, sad if, if you, you died, died, but you didn't die, so he's not as worried about you yeah, right now. Right, it's a bit silly. Like there are times when it, when I feel like Mello's uh, envy is, is 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 justified, but, but in this case, in this it's case, like, it feels misplaced. Yeah, he died. Like that's your brother, dude. But like, here's the thing: James Franco could have played that up in a way that was entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're just, they're just both them. these boys are mishandled. They're, they're, yes. Uh, so anyway. They so have a big Viking funeral. A big funeral. Yeah, I don't know about the the um, the veracity of that style the flaming of... flaming arrows and yeah, all that for the, stuff. Yeah, for the Picts, I believe, yeah. are these the people of, of Cornwall. Um, but I don't know. They put him in, in a boat. They put him in a boat. Yeah. And they shoot the arrows and he goes out to sea. Luckily... <laughs> The fire just smolders out. I was thinking that's like really fortunate. Uh. Yeah. Um. And Tristan's boat washes up in Ireland, and he's not—he's mm. not yet dead. He's, he's only nearly Most, he's dead. Mostly he's mostly dead. dead. He's still partly alive. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get our miracle Max yeah, in the form, the form of his old, who finds him on the beach. She's she's. I don't know, I guess running away from home? I'm not I... sure what she's doing in this scene. She, she seems to imply to her yeah. her her maid, uh, Branya, yep. that she is gonna R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Yeah. Um, but then they find this bo- boat with this with handsome this... man in it, <laughs> and so then her plans man. change. She's like, I gotta nurse him back to health, because he's hot. This is what my life is about now. Yeah. <laughs> and she puts him in a little sea cottage. <laughs> yep, that just is there. And she does her fun herbalism. Yeah, which involves, like, just excuses to touch his... Touch his, his handsome his... torso. <laughs> yep, a whole bunch. And Branya's like, mm, I don't approve of this, <laughs> <Yes>. mistress. <laughs> Oh, my lady, I don't know about this. Yeah, that's her, that's, that's her, her function. <laughs> Frankly, like the youngest version of that type of character that I've ever seen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they get into various sexy situations as she yeah. nurses him back to health. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Just a great sentence. Tells you exactly what kind of movie this is. Yeah, it's an excuse for sexy situations, and I'm not mad about no, that. No, it's fine. I wish it was better, but it, it, like, the scenario I am on board with. This is the let's kind of... Do this, let's, let's, yes, let's do it. Let's do the romance the, novel. But this is the I, kind of movie where, like, and I think some credit goes to the writing... Because, like, this is the kind of movie where they just start talking about how in love they are all the time. Yeah. And that's it. Yep, yep. They're just, like, reading poetry. And, and Branya's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's not any... And they just kind of look at each other like, mm. oh, yeah. yeah, they share a lot of glances. A lot of glances, like, and it, we really, know what's going on. It really on happens fast. <laughs> it happens fast. Because, again, this is taking the place of a love potion. Like, right. this is happening remarkably slow. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, right. So, yeah, okay. Nursing him back to health, but then, oh no, his boat's been found, and the mm-hmm. Irish now suspect that there could be a Cornish man somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> uh, important point, though. Branya convinces Isolde not to reveal her name. And so she gives him the name Branya. <laughs> instead. Yes. So he doesn't know who Isolde is. And what I find hilarious is that she's like, I'm a lady-in-waiting of the court. Mm-hmm. Which sort of would seem to imply that Branya is like her peer. Yeah, just or just a servant. A servant. Yeah, because like, cause Branya then is like, my lady, we must go. And so it's like, like Branya's now down a station down as a, well. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> And it's just hanging around. Yeah. 
scolding and clucking her tongue. But then just leaving. Yeah. To let anything happen. Just, well, who knows? <laughs> she kind of does that a lot in the movie. Well, it has. She has to. Yeah. So for sexy situations. Exactly. <laughs> um. So she's like, "You got to go now," and they bone first. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. They bone, and then she's like, "You got to leave. The, you got to leave the country." Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Will you leave the country with me?" And she's like, "For reasons I won't disclose to you, I, I can't." I love that. First of all, he waits to ask her until they're, they're pushing like the, the boat sea. out. And they're in the sea, <laughs> yeah. and like the waves are coming and like buffeting them. <laughs> it's very dramatic, uh, and yet not as entertaining as I would like it to no, be. It's not like quite. conceptually absurd. That's the problem. But it's like too grounded, and it has I no know. reason. to I be. I feel myself laughing at so many scenarios yes. in this movie. Yes, because they're all silly. And they're so silly. But the movie does not want to lean into the it silliness. It doesn't want it to be silly. It just. It, Happens and to it be wants it to be sepia as well. For some Very sepia. Like Everything the, is so brown. These are the brownest waves, <laughs> the brownest ocean you'll ever see. It looks unsanitary. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, so they're like, "Well, we never found that guy. He probably died." <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> he fell out oh, of the well. boat. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So, um, Donica's like, "Well, I've got a new plan <laughs> to fuck yep. with the British." Yep. I'm gonna, because it turns out uh, Morholt died. Um, oh, man. Uh, and, and there's this the hilarious scene is where he tells Isolde. Uh-huh, and she's and like, she's like, oh. Uh, and, and then she, like, goes away. And he, and and he's he like, says to Branya, like, go hold her go and comfort her. And, and then he's like, I'm so surprised by how stunned she is at the yeah. terrible, how, how much grief she's experiencing. Yeah, and his dude is like, yeah, yeah she's really, yeah. she's sad about this um i think it's supposed to be funny yeah oh definitely it just is really it's odd a, yeah it's done so like flat yeah yeah it's weird <laughs> um so anyway donica's like well now that my my daughter is yeah. free to be given away to somebody else we're gonna use her as a prize for a big tournament uh-huh tristan has returned to cornwall but he's dreadfully depressed yeah everyone's like you're back from the dead and he's like yeah but now i cry all the time yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and they're like the who other, knows what happened yeah, to him that's the other funny scene is they're like who knows what he's been through <laughs> yeah he got to live in a beach house and have sex <laughs> with a princess exactly exactly <laughs> so he's very sad mm-hmm. um but then he's like he well, hears about this and he's like, he's "Oh, like, oh, that's an excuse to go to go Ireland. Back to Ireland. Yeah, find this girl again. Find Branya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, "Yo, Mark, you need a yeah. wife. I'm gonna I'll go win go, this go, princess bring for you. Back a wife for you. Yeah. This is gonna be great. This is exactly what you, <laughs> you need, need, Mark. Yeah. And Mark's like, "Are you sure? He's like, "Absolutely. You know I can do this shit. I'm gonna go and win that princess for you, dude. Don't even worry about it." Mark's like, well, I guess if you insist, I get. I'm pretty lonely. Right. <laughs> so uh, I felt I felt nothing but bad for Mark consistently for this entire movie. I know. And like, so like in first night we had a love triangle, yeah, where like we were supposed to like feel for everybody. And you do. And it was pretty successful yeah. about that. I felt like this movie almost tipped the balance too, too far, far. Where I was mad at the title characters because of how bad I felt for Mark. I know he's a good guy, and he just he just done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. He's only ever been good to everyone. <laughs> he's a good man <laughs> and a good king and a good dad it's and a good husband. Good husband. And he's just there's so many painful scenes where you're like he's trying so hard and he's trying and he so hard no and he doesn't what's know on. what's wrong. Yeah, no oh. one has ever been cucked as hard as King Mark. 
I did read that that apparently some people do call him the cuckold king. Oh yeah, he's cucked the hardest of any man in history. Uh, <laughs> his adoptive son gets with his wife. Yeah. That's pretty weird. It's super fucking weird. Um so Tristan, Tristan he's ready. Yeah, all the all the guys, all the guys go off to fight and of course we've got um uh, Wickdred. Who's Mark Strong. <laughs> Mark Strong, who's like, I would just like to, to... make a point yep. of the fact that I'm fighting for, for myself. myself. I yeah. didn't send a champion, so just mark well, that down. And just like a hilarious <laughs> series of scenes. Where, where the entire tournament is rigged. Because they just want Wickdred to win. Yeah, and so like literally the only person in the tournament that is not in Donica's pocket apparently is Tristan. Is Tristan. Literally I everyone like, else is letting Wicked win. W- I had so many questions about I, this. And it's just not explained. Nope. And it seems like a big surprise yeah. to Donica that, that, that Tristan is there. Yeah. And, and is causing problems. No idea and how this course, all came to be. Of course, Wicked and Tristan end up fighting. Yes. Because it the comes down to those two because Because everyone let letting... Wicked win. And, and Tristan's Tristan... just been winning. Yeah, because he's just the best he's, fighting boy. Yeah. He's and the strongest course, and best so fighter. And they have to have a big dramatic fight. And it's very big and very dramatic. Yeah. And Tristan wins. Yep. And his old is watching this whole time. And but she's, she's got fucking, a veil. She's got a veil on. And so nobody, he, Tristan doesn't know yeah. that it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she's fucking stoked. She's like because ready. Because she's like. She doesn't know that Tristan's fighting for someone for else. For someone else. Why she doesn't know this, I'm not sure. I was really confused about that. <laughs> but she doesn't know this. She's not paying attention because she doesn't want to be here. No. And, and then she sees Tristan she, she, and that's the only she, thing that she's paying attention to. She's like, well, if, if I marry him, it's all fine. Great, great. This solves every problem yeah. that I've ever had. Uh, I did wonder why doesn't she know what's really going on. But in She's any just case. not paying attention because she doesn't yeah. want to be there. Yeah. Um, and so yep. she's like, oh boy. And they're like, you've misunderstood. Yeah. And Tristan's like, oh, oh shit. shit. And they're both like, oh, shit. And Branya's like, let's go. Yep. (laughs) Uh, The real Branya. Yep. Um, So they take her back on a boat. Um, Yeah. And and she's like, I got to talk to Tristan. And I thought this was so suspicious. Yeah. Especially since, like, somebody walks in on them later and they're both just crying. They're both crying. I think it's actually Henry Cavill. I believe it is. Pops in on them and they're just crying. And I was yeah. like, I, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, he's just like, well, I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, not interested. Uh, yep. So she's like, what do we do? And Tristan's like, what do you mean, what do we do? Like, yeah, this is the ver- where he's just like, you got to do it. Yeah. It's the obligation. So. There's a big sad wedding. Big sad wedding. It's beautiful. It is really gorgeous. Fucking and this is an area where the, the the color grading works, I think. Yeah. That scene is like the only thing I remembered about this movie. Yes. Is her on that boat. Yes. Yeah. Fucking, that's the image of the movie. Yeah. Is Isolde on this fucking They really, boat. really tried hard for She's that like scene. a fucking fairy princess. Yeah. It's amazing. And they do a good job of being like, this wedding is really beautiful, but for her it's yeah. really sad. Apparently the Cornish do everything on boats. I guess Funerals, so. weddings, weddings, it's all everything. on boats. It's all boats all, all the time all for the Cornish. All the time. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yep. wedding, and then they have a beautiful banquet yeah. with a lot of glitter in the air. I really wondered about all the glitter. I don't know why there's all this glitter in the air. I mean, it's it's picturesque. It makes for a great image. Yeah. But I'm like, who thought? Of th- why is uh, this happening? Where is it coming? Where's from? Where's it coming from? What is it? 
representational of who who does who even thought of this i don't know but it's nice looking whoever wanted to connect this movie to romeo and juliet through marketing for some reason oh you found it (laughs) because like i was surprised given that the poster says before romeo and juliet there was tristan and he sold and because the title on screen has a big plus like yeah. Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. I was surprised how little of a ripoff vibe there was. It was like, yeah, just like a marketing. I don't know. But I was like, oh, there's a big party scene with a lot of glitter, glitz and glitter. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, Tristan's like, no, we have to do this because it's like a whole treaty and stuff. And I believe this situation. Right. Um, and so Mark is a great fucking husband. And he tries he's very really respectful. hard. Uh, and, you know, He's like, well, now's the time when we have the sex because we're married now and it's the middle ages and this and, is And he's like, but di- I know this is difficult for I, you and I'm yeah. going to be very gentle and all I that stuff. I feel so bad when he's like, and maybe someday you he will be so disgusted by me and, and my hand. hand. And yeah. it's like, oh, Mark, no, you're <laughs> extremely <guy>. handsome. <laughs> yeah. No, I did feel really bad for yeah, him. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like that is the only thing that's like, uh, like yeah. uncomfortable and it's just like, well... It's the fucking Middle Ages, and this the, is what yeah. has to be done. And he's as, they, he's as sweet about it as he can as possibly be. As he possibly be. can be. Because as far as the Middle Ages is concerned, if they don't have sex, they're not it's, married. They're not married, exactly. And they have to be married because it's part of the whole fucking it's, treaty. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, eh, what's he going to do? He's very nice about the whole thing. Yeah, and, and he's like, I'm sorry that I, I'm so gross to you. Yeah. I'll just I'll be as nice as I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's and, like, oh, no, And Mark. Tristan just sits outside, and he's extremely upset. Yeah. He mopes and mopes. Um, and then Tristan's like, I'm moving out. <laughs> he moves in with Leon. Um, and yeah. it's just sad times. And of course, Tristan was the first one to be like, we have to do this. This is our duty. And she's like, but okay. But he's sulking so he's sulking hard. sulking so hard. And she's like, yo, dude, it's like super conspicuous she's how like, much everyone's noticing. And he's like, well, you don't look that beat up about it. And she's like, what she's do you like, fucking she, want she's from She's like, me? I'm doing what you told me to and do. she's like, yeah. fine. It's very Let's frustrating, meet actually. meet up and have secret sex. <laughs> so, yeah. This begins the sort of like the the affair and the sort of like sludgy dull middle of the yeah, movie, which goes on for a really yeah, long yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but Wictrid starts suspecting them because he's yeah. Wictrid, um, and he start he's conspiring with Donica to like use this, and Donica's yeah. like, "Great, I love using my daughter." Uh, yeah, and and of course Wictrid is like, "You have to give me Mark's throne." Like he thinks the, he's asking for something really big. Donica's just like, like sure. "Sure, yeah." Yep, I give him two years. Uh, so, uh, but then Mark is like, Tristan, I need to confide in you. I think that I think that Tristan's this is sleeping gets, with someone behind my back, or that his soul is. Yeah, it's, or, yeah, it gets really, it gets really brutal for for everyone concerned here because Tristan has to be like, she's loyal to you. Don't even worry about it, dude. She loves you. You're you're great, and and don't even stress about it. And it's like, oh, this is this hurts. And so then Tristan's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And he burns down their special secret yeah. Roman ruin. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and uh, is like, we're done doing this shit because I am betraying my yep. father figure. <laughs> but then of course it's it's you know her turn to be like, but you can't. Uh, Die you know, without you. Yeah. Um. And then Mark and his old are crowned. Yeah. King and queen of England. Sure. Um. Th- is this when the secret passage thing happens, or is that later? It's a little later. Yeah. Um. 
It's so hard to remember the order in which think... things occur in this movie. No, I don't fucking know. It doesn't At matter. some point, we hear that they're they're getting in and out yeah. of the castle to meet each other through the secret Roman passageway, secret way. tunnel yeah. that that fucking Henry Cavill found. Yeah, yeah that's hap- that. No, that already happened sometime yeah. in the sort of sneaking around phase, which is, again is a sort of really long, slow part of the movie. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, it's before that. Um, so yes, she had been able to sort of sneak around with this with the secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. And, um, they do the, Wictrid is like, we gotta ride out because it's the, the full moon and it's what we yeah. do, right, guys? Even though it's At, the coronation. It's the coronation. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to entrap Tristan, Tristan and, and his, his old. old. And they find them by a lake. They're just kind of hanging out with each other, But though. it's like, why are you hanging out here yeah. by a lake in the dark? I just think it's funny that, like, they're frankly being less intimate with each other mm-hmm. than... They were in that scene on the boat when... Yes. But the suspicion has key. been raised. Context is key. Yes. It's it's just kind of a dull scene, frankly. It is... It's nothing. But they're like, oh, fuck. It's and, all out now. And Wictred makes a big show of like, I can't... I'm disgusted by <laughs> this like, situation. This happens, yeah. I won't serve this king. <laughs> Can't, if a, if a, he can't even rule his woman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's terrible. So, yeah, and Donica's like, oh, you're treating my daughter like a whore passing now. Her passing her around. And, terrible. Because and, he, he, you know, he's this he's a bad man. Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so all of the other guys are like, yeah, this is actually mm-hmm. some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. And so uh, Wictred is able to sort of manipulate them, especially fucking mellow yeah who's like i'll find my own heroes now yeah and 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 wicked's like i think mellow should be king King, and mellow's like i like that plan (laughs) (laughs) so um and of course wicked is like i'll be his second yeah yeah (laughs) Hmm. yep right up until you put a sword through him very obvious uh-huh so they're locked up, Tristan and his old, and I love this scene yeah. when when fucking Mark comes into Tristan and he's like, hey Tristan, I'm just here to apologize, because clearly I just wasn't a good enough dad to you. Yeah. Everything I gave you just clearly wasn't <laughs> enough, so like, I'm just really sorry that I let you down and yeah. you felt like you had to do some shit to get back at me for being such a bad father! <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like the most passive aggressive, yep. and yep. it's cracking me up yep. i love this it's, yeah it's and, a lot. and he's like what are you gonna say for yourself tristan's like nothing he doesn't say anything and yeah. he's like well fine then <laughs> yeah. and he goes to talk to his old and Bronny's like please don't yeah hurt her yeah <laughs> and so his old explains to mark like listen this all happened like before yeah you ever met me I like was she explained something in two sentences that I didn't think anybody could explain. Yeah, she did a very so, good job. It's so contrived. It, yeah. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's shit. Like, oh, shit, I can't be mad. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, this fucking sucks. But, like, I guess I get it now. Because he's just the best He's guy. a good man. He's a good man. And decides that they get to go free. And gives them a boat. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, it. hey, just fucking get out of here. I'm dealing with a coup right that's, now, that's but you can all like, go. That's when I was like, he's the real winner. Like, he's the MVP. He's like, yeah, I, I really need to focus on this coup. So 
You guys just go, and I'll just deal with my own feelings. He does nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And so Tristan's like, you get in the boat, it's old. I'm going to go and die for honor. He he does, like, this terrible, tricky thing where, like, he shoves her out, and the the oar goes in the water. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's (laughs) he's just like, I got to go redeem myself. Yeah, you go and live. Sorry, bye. And he's just like, we can't let them think of us as having brought down a kingdom. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, Wichert's like, it's so mellow. How do you think they were getting in and out of the castle? And he's like, secret Secret tunnel! tunnel. (laughs) It's not the the brightest. Uh Uh-huh. And Wichert's like, oh, show me where it's at. And I I like how they have to put in this funny little scene because, like, we really think at this point, we don't know enough about Mellow to know, like, what he's planning. Yeah. So they have this funny little scene where Wichert's like, what are you going to say to him when you see him? And Mm -hmm. Mellow's just like... You know, I'm I'll, just gonna... I'll give him some strong words. Yeah, he doesn't think he's doing like a yeah. cuckoo. He's yeah. just like, you, t- you're fired yeah, from exa- being king. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We're taking this away from you. Yeah. Um, And then Richard's like, cool, cool, cool. Well, anyway, the Irish are here. Stab. Stab. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, And he's been betrayed because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Tristan sneaks in the same way and finds fucking Mello dying. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And Mello's like, you, you're, and he's like, no, 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 no. It's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm helping. And Mello's like, well, I fucked up. So yeah. just fix this, please. He's, <laughs> he's like, like I, I super will. He's like, build my boat. Or build something. my boat. Because <laughs> the Cornish love boats. Love boats. Everything happens on a boat. Uh, <laughs> and mm. yeah, so Mello dies. Like a fool. Yep. Um, and Tristan goes up and fights, and they're tr- the the Irish are trying to open up the castle because they've done the th- they've got this Mott and Bailey castle where yeah. they've pulled up the drawbridge. <laughs> they're trying to knock the drawbridge yep. down, and he's like fighting with Wicked over the, the drawbridge wheel. <laughs> and um, Mark and his guys show up, and they're like, "Oh fuck, is Tristan fighting with the Irish?" And Mark's like, "No, he's, he's fighting with us. us. Shit, I yeah. love my boy." <laughs> right. <laughs> And so yeah. Tristan fucking gets stabbed to shit. So much. So many stabs. And this is such a lovely movie thing because, of course, he gets stabbed like three to five times. Uh-huh. And keeps on trucking. Uh-huh. And he stabs Wictred one time and Wictred dies immediately. Immediately from a, an abdominal stab uh, wound with a dagger. It. Love it. Yeah. So, And uh, then, of course, I, I love how Tristan as well just like, he's been stabbed like right in the chest. Just, he's run through through and he just pulls sword out and he's like all right all right i have one more thing to do everyone's just like wow you're okay (laughs) they're not even surprised they're just like what now yeah what now tristan what now mr hero boy and he's like i'm gonna cut uh wictred's head off just a sec yeah he's like we gotta be bold we gotta do some shit and so basically they just like walk out with wictred's head like yo this is what happens to a traitor do you feel ashamed and they're like we kind of do and they're like, well, then I, kill Donica and Do- or kill us. And Donica's, and Donica's like, like, oblige him. And everyone's like, okay. And they kill, <laughs> kill Donica. Yep. It's pretty funny. Uh-huh. And now they're like, now we're a free Britain. <laughs> Tristan keels over because he's just, he's been stabbed a bunch of times. So everyone's, many stabbings. Everyone saw it. They should have been more concerned. Yeah, but he's up. He's on his feet um, <laughs> till now. And so he's like, he's take bleed- me to he's the river. He's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Isold and Branya have managed to get ashore. <laughs> yeah. And um, someone's like, yo, 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 you gotta come. Um, He's, yeah, like, super he's... dying. Well, there's, like, a trail of blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the fucking 
men like finds his old yeah. wandering around and it's like you it, like in the middle of a battle which also seems not very safe i'm not sure how she got there yeah uh but yeah they're like yo yo he's dying come on yep. um and so he fucking is dying by the river and mark's like i'm gonna i'm gonna dip out and go fight now i've got stuff to do he's like i'll I'm give sorry, you your I privacy go. yeah and, and it's really funny to like apologize to your dying son and being like i'm sorry i can't hang out for your death i'm kind of busy that's you basically... probably want a moment with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. he leaves them alone, and then fucking Tristan has a big death scene, and then apparently... And there's a lot of... Then we get two huge paragraphs. Yes. Tristan plants two willows by or, his grave. Or, or Isolde plants them. Yes. Tristan is dead. My brain. <laughs> yes, Isolde. Plant, plants two willows at Tristan's grave. And then disappears. And then disappears, never to be seen again. I was like, are we supposed to imply that she's, like, committed suicide? Is she... She disappeared. She disappeared. I, like, I mean, she had been considering, like, going into a convent That's before. So true. you yeah, could imagine yeah. she did that. Like she went and saw the world or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so fucking... And then Mark... Unites yeah, Britain, yeah. King Arthur it style. Is, it is said. Yes. Like, mm, no, right. I don't think so. And that's the fucking movie. That's the whole movie. Um, uh, the uh, credits are in papyrus font. Yeah, well, it's like a weird, sort of a slightly modified papyrus font, but yeah. we're seeing it throughout like the whole movie. Yeah. And it's very silly. Um, so, this fucking film. <laughs> I, I want to hop back Real quick to to Tristan's first death. Yes. <laughs> because at the same time that Tristan dies, Simon also dies. Sure. Who the fuck is Simon uh, and why do we care? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know who this guy was or what no. he was to anybody. No. Who's Simon? A casualty of some deleted scenes, I would assume. Must be. Because he's, like, I guess he was part of their little friend group i think one of those other kids one of those boys who who got trounced by tristan in that sword fight i I don't don't know know, but who's to say simon i i don't know i don't know know, but it's um it's a pretty fucking wild movie um but also kind of a dull one yeah at the same time yeah so so this story has been written down a lot of times. I, all I know is that I, I, it's old. It's old. It's been around since, I don't know. I mean, like the sort of the version that I think this is mostly drawing from uh-huh. is from the 1200s. Okay. Um, but you know, it, the, Tristan and his yeah. old appear in the Lays of Marie de France. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in, it's in the Mort Arthur. Um, Tristan's there. He goes on the grail quest. Uh, and then the best whole thing friends happens with Lancelot. With this old after that? Uh, that late? I think the Grail quest happens after. Well, but then yeah. if he. Does he die? No, I guess. Yeah. It, no, I guess that that stuff happens after the Grail quest. It would have to if, he, if, it, if it kills him. Yeah. It's all. a silly mess. 
I figured as much. Mostly Tristan's job in Mort Arthur is to be Lancelot's friend. Sure. They're sort of set up as, it's sort of concurrent. Because they're set up as sort of like counterparts because they're both knights who tragically love their queens. I wondered about that. I wondered mm-hmm. about that. Um, but the the version that this is probably drawing from is actually the um, oh gosh, what was it called? Uh, uh, uh it's Romance of Tristan by uh Berul, a French okay source. Um, and yes, this is it is it is a love potion story. Sure. Um, because in this one. Um, basically, so, uh, also, I don't know why they're calling him Tristan of Aragon. I wondered about that, too. I don't know where they've made this, they've made this up entirely. Um, in this, in, in Barul, he's from, uh, Leoness. Um. Oh, Leoness again. Yeah. They were always mentioning Leoness in First Night. Yeah, he's the, he's the prince of Leoness. Um, nephew uh, to the King Mark of Cornwall. Ah, he's the nephew. He's the nephew. There is no mellow. mellow. They've just, like, made up this mellow character to be the nephew. Sure. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's the the son of King Rivelin and Queen Blanchefleur. Okay. Um, and he just, like, grows up and goes and travels to yeah. his uncle's court because that's how you that's do what you being do. a knight. Certainly. You go to someone else's court and be a knight for them. Certainly. So he's just like real good at it and a good boy. Um <laughs> and um Morholt is there. He's actually the um brother in law of the King of Ireland. Okay. And he's like, yo, um Ireland wants some slaves um, and this is just sort of a thing they do. They just yeah. like, they're like, you got to give us a tribute. And Tristan's like, I'm not going to let you do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and decides to face him on in one-on-one combat, kills Morholt, yep. gets a poisoned wound. Okay. There is none of this Isolt marrying Morholt stuff because, of course, this is her uncle. Right. That's not That's a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing here. Sure. Um, but Tristan just, you know, gets poisoned in this fight. Yep. And for some reason, they're, they're, all of the healers in Britain are like, we have no idea how to treat this poison. You're pretty much fucked. Your best bet is to get into a boat and hope you end up somewhere where someone can help wow. you. Wow. <laughs> okay. So this is how Tristan ends up in the boat. Okay, that's really funny. I can kind of see why they changed that. Yeah, it's very silly and doesn't really make sense. He's just like, well, here's hoping I get somewhere where, where I somebody, can get healed. Somebody has better medicine. And he ends up in Ireland, and he's like, well, this is um, concerning. Yeah. But here I am. Um, and they find him, and uh, God, you know, takes him to sure, Ireland or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's found, and he sort of under a false pretenses, yeah. he's like, gives him a fake name and doesn't tell him he's you know who course, he is because that would be dangerous yeah. um and the king of ireland's like well my daughter's like a great doctor <laughs> and cool yeah is like heals him and she's she is like like yeah. a fucking genius yeah medicine person like she's like the top-notch herbalist Be- ever better than any, any better than anybody um yeah. so she heals him um but she realizes she knows this poison. Yeah. Oh. This is this is her uncle's poison, oh, and then yeah. she real she knows what's going on. Uh-huh. But she's like, whatever. 
<laughs> um, I don't want to deal with this. And sure. Tristan goes back to Cornwall. All right. They just meet here. They don't. They don't. Fall they don't in fall in love. They just meet each other. Sure. Tristan yeah. goes back to Cornwall. And, um, meanwhile, King Mark's barons are like, you need a wife. Um, they don't like Tristan very much. Okay. They know that he's the heir and they don't want that. Yeah. They don't like him. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so they're like, you got to get married, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, um, I don't like any of these girls that you've brought. <laughs> and he finds a golden hair dropped by a bird. And he's like, I'll marry the girl whose hair this is. Sure. And they're like, that's insane. That is insane. And Tristan's like, I'll find her. Oh my God. <laughs> so what does he do? Take the hair and compare it? Yeah. Well, he's like, um, Ireland seems likely. And he's like, oh shit, that girl that I met. It's her hair. He just figures it out. He's just like, that hair looks familiar. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, okay. Apparently, there's o- the only place with blonde people is it's Ireland. Ireland, all right. Um, so he shows up like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, I'll figure it out. And he, he fights a dragon. There's a dragon, and he just, Man. he just ends up fighting it. And they're like, wow, thank you for dealing with our dragon problem. Uh, and... He gets terribly wounded um, trying to ha- take the dragon parts. I don't know. Sure, okay. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, oh shit. Well, we, we know who, who to take you to. Right. And he's like, oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so fucking Isol heals him. Um, again. Yeah, again. And they're... The king and queen of Ireland fucking realize who he is but they're like well you saved us from this dragon situation sure. um yeah you can take our daughter to go marry your king and he's as, like woo as, yeah he's like that worked out <laughs> it worked out exactly thanks. i wanted it to thanks dragon <laughs> yeah so um it is it's like all right i guess this is happening to me um and the queen who's not dead uh mm-hmm. <laughs> is like hey hey um is old lady's maid, Brangane. Her name is Brangane in this. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you this love potion. <laughs> Make sure that Isolt and King Mark drink it just so that she gets to have a happier life. Like, ah, it's it that's only, a sweet idea. Yeah, she's like, I want, I want her to just like be happy. So like, give it's, her the, if she's gonna marry this guy, like, have them drink this love potion. It'll last for three years, but it should get them started. <laughs> like, love potions are always weird from a consent point of view. Uh-huh. That's true here, but like, but it's like if you're, if she's you're, already entering she's, into she, a marriage she, she didn't consent, and she's to. she's being given to this. She guy. has no option. And it's like here. at least if you're gonna give your child to some random guy, at least make it pleasant. Yes. So for, so this yeah. this is a love potion that lasts three years, but it, it should be enough to sort of to get things time, kicked off. By the time it wears off, they'll be so used to it. They'll just Don't. carry on loving each other, probably. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so love that logic. Um. So they're on a boat. And it's just like Brangane and Tristan and his old and Great. they're like, We're thirsty and Brangane's like, I have a beverage Oh <laughs> and no And she fucks up and she gives it to them. No, does she know but she knows what it is. She's 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 the bumbling lady's maid who just accidentally gives them this love potion. That's terrible. It is terrible, and they bone down right on the boat. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> That's awful. And then they get to Ireland and they're like, shit. Wait Mark's gonna figure out that she's not a virgin anymore because this is one of those stories. I did actually wonder 
why that didn't come up in the movie, and then I was like, it's not that kind of movie. We don't want to talk about that They don't want to talk about movie. that. It's funny, though, because they're trying to be all historical. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, like, not really. Yeah. So in this so, one, in we this care one, about that. They care about that, sure. Um, And so uh, she's like, yo, Brangain, since you kind of fucked this whole situation up, I'm going to need you to pretend to be me. <gasps> and they do the bed switch. The classic no. bed switch. They do it. Yes. That's... A lot. Yes, yes. On the wedding night, Brangain takes Isolt's place, and that happens. All right. We don't like it. No. But that's Tristan wrong. and Isolt are not acting rationally because they are the They're victims of a love of potion. Of a love potion. Well, yes. This is as much credit as I can give them. <laughs> uh, and so they just carry on having an affair, and Mark's like not that demanding of a husband, so it's not that big of a deal. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's actually fine. Sure. Turns out King Mark is fine. fine. He's a pretty yeah. okay guy. Yeah, it seems like it. But the barons are getting all suspicious, um, and they're like, yo, um, Tristan can't be trusted, like... He's in, and Mark's like, I don't, I don't know if I believe you. I don't know, but like, maybe Tristan should like leave for a while just in case. Sure. So, um, Tristan does go away, but he keeps, you know, arranging to meet Mm -hmm. his old and whatever. And a dwarf, because there's always got to be a dwarf. All right. Shows up and is like, hey, King Mark. Um, I've noticed your wife going to this orchard a lot mm. and meeting somebody. Mm. Maybe you need to go and, like, scope it out. Right, um, and Mark's right. like, well, yeah, I better. But I, I don't know. Because I, I, he's on the fence right now about yeah. Tristan. He's like, I don't I don't know if I, I trust him, but I don't have any proof. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he hides in a tree. Great, like you do. As you do. But when Tristan and Isolde arrive at the orchard, they they realize that Mark is there. He's oh, not man. hidden himself well enough. Oh, no. And so they just start putting on an act where they're like, boy, I think it's pretty terrible the way Mark thinks that <gasps> we're sneaking no around on him. Way. I And I, you know, I shouldn't even be meeting you here, but we gotta figure out what to do about this situation. Are you kidding? And That's Tristan's ridiculous. like, I would never betray my beloved oh, uncle. No. And his old's like, of course you wouldn't. And I love him with all of my heart. And they just like put on this fucking oh. act for him. And he's like, oh, good, yay. <laughs> and he's totally convinced this by it. This is awful. Yes. And so um, he goes back like, my fucking barons don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Tristan, you come home, buddy. I- I'm sorry about all this shit. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, at this point, like, he's pretty much, like, in. Like, yeah. Mark is no longer suspicious. Yep. But, the you know, the... The fucking barons are still like, no, this is this is happening. And like Mark is like so fucking blind to it, he just won't hear yep. it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the baron the or the the fucking dwarf comes back and sure. he's like, listen, man. You gotta fucking, you gotta wise up. I'm the dwarf of truth. And I have an idea. Um so Mark trusts Tristan so much. Tristan has a bed in their bedroom. No. Yes. He sleeps in their room. And so whenever Mark's like, not around, 
Tristan just like sleeps in the other bed. Um, and so That's so intense. Isn't that a lot? So the dwarf's like, listen, listen, I've got a plan. We can catch them. We can catch them in the act. <laughs> and he sprinkles flour on the floor. In... To get the damn footprints yes, to the bed. Yes, to get the damn footprints, but Tristan's too smart for that. There's flour on the floor, it's really obvious. Yeah, he's like, aha, 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 don't worry, honey, I'm coming. And he he jumps over to the other no. bed. But, you know, he was smart, but um, he had a wound from hunting the mm. other day. And so it, he, he tears some... open his wound no, and bleeds, bleeds on the bed on the and bed. bleeds on the floor. No. And the, outside the dwarf's like, we're busting on him now. We'll catch him in the act. And Tristan quickly whoa, hops back over to his own bed. But of course, he's already bled all over the fucking place. And Mark's like, what the fuck? Like, I <laughs> believed in you. And they're going to be, oh. they're going to be um, put to death. Naturally. So... <laughs> Bleeding all over the bed. Bleeds all over the place. That's ridiculous. Sorry, Tristan. You That's were smart, so but silly also dumb. To avoid the flower, but so they're gonna everywhere. they're gonna be burned to death. Yep. And uh, they're taking Tristan to the pyre, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Um, can I please pray before you kill me? Like we're passing sure. a church. I would like to go confess, you know, for my soul." Sure. And the knights are like, fine, you have, like, three minutes. And they let him go into the church, and he's like, ha, 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 this window in the back of the church overlooks a cliff. Oh, my God. And he jumps out the window. And safely. Just, safely. Oh. Because God loves Tristan. Oh, jeez. I mean, I guess it was a love potion, so yeah. he's not responsible. And he meets up with his friend, um, Governall. Okay. He's like his he's been his pal from the beginning. Sure. Um and Governor's like, Okay, okay, I've got all your shit, let's go. And Tristan's like, I'm going back to Cornwall. Uh and mm-hmm. Governor's like, What? And he's like, I gotta go save his old. Like, she's gonna be fucking burnt. I have sure. to go save her. Sure. And Governor's like, Okay, fine. Um, and he gets back to town and sees, oh, actually, um, looks like his old's being carrying off being carried off by lepers. Um eh? Okay. So, yeah, he changed his mind and decided that instead of burning her to death, he was just going to give her to the lepers, which also awful. Yeah. Horrifying stuff. (laughs) Tristan saves her. They run away. They they run away into the woods and live in the forest with Governall, and it's fucking miserable. Right. But they just have to do this. And they just live for, like, a while, like in a cave, um, like three years a while, because this shit's gonna wear off eventually. Yeah, about that long. Hmm. So, um, yeah, like Mark is like offering a reward for them. Yeah. People are looking, mm-hmm. but Governor kills one of the barons who like betrayed them, Oof. and everyone gets too scared to come look for them so they're pretty safe but they're still like living in the woods in fucking misery Mm -hmm. um and tristan is like hunting one day Mm -hmm. and is like boy am i tired um it's hot out and he just like lays down um and takes a nap um (laughs) and he like lays his sword down on the ground and just lays down and takes a nap 
And um, uh, like a woodsman finds him and is like, oh, fuck, I gotta go kill the king. Um, And runs off. And then after this, Isolde comes across Tristan and is like, this nap sounds good. And she also lays down on the ground. I know this part. You know this part. Um, And Mark's like, oh, boy, gotta catch him in the act. And finds them sleeping with a sword between them. And of course, this is the medieval symbol for we're not fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't possibly with a sword between us. And he's like, wow, <laughs> out here in the woods where they have nothing to hide, sleeping with a sword between them, I was wrong about them. Oh my God. But uh, they're just too this cute. Guy. I can't wait for them. <laughs> this guy. I, I know. I'll leave, them a, I'll leave them a nice little message so they'll know that I forgive them and that they should come home. Because um, I can't wake these sweet angels. <laughs> <laughs> and much. so he takes Tristan's sword much. and puts his own sword down. Yeah. And he takes a ring off of Isolde's finger and puts his ring on her finger and, like, leaves his gloves that she had given to him as a gift. Sure. And so they wake up and they're like, oh, fuck. And, of course, you know, he means this to be like, come a on sweet, home, buddy. But it could be seen as quite threatening. Yes, they're like, oh no, he's gonna come back with an army and like yeah. fucking kill us in front of a mob yep. to make an example of us. We gotta get out of here. So they flee to Wales. Sure. Um, And about that time, the love potion wears off and they're like, oh no. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> what have we been doing? What? This would... What did we do? We ruined our whole oh, lives. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. And Tristan's like, okay, we'll fix this. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you can go, we'll, I'll figure out a way for you to go home. We'll fix this. Fuck, what did we do? It's terrible. Um, so he, like, writes a letter to Mark, like, hey, um, we're innocent. I never acted intending to hurt you. That's not a lie. Uh, <laughs> and basically they just like craft a letter like, take us back. Um, we'll take his old back and Tristan go go into exile. Um, and the barons are like, yeah, that's probably okay. You can take your wife back. And Mark's like, okay, barons, I just do whatever you say. Um, and so Isolt just goes home to Mark. And Tristan, like, hides out. He's just like, I fucked my whole fucking life up, and I need to think about things. Um, And she gives him a ring uh, Mm. on their parting to say, you know, I'm gonna be pretty wary of things from now on because this is a fucked situation. So if you need to contact me, include this ring, and I'll know it's really you. Mm -hmm. Zolt goes home. But the barons just will not let up with this whole, like, your wife was cheating on you thing. And Mark's like, well, did she cheat on me or not? I mean, Isolde's <laughs> like, I know. We need to appeal to a higher court um, because these guys will not fucking shut up. So let's call in King, King Arthur. Arthur. And I will swear in front of King Arthur and a hundred of his knights that I was on, I was true to you. Okay. How's she going to pull this one off? Mm. <laughs> so mm. she sends for... Tristan, um, and is like, yo, 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 I need your help with something. <laughs> I've got a plan. <laughs> um, and so Arthur, like, comes to Cornwall and is like, sure, I'll fucking sit in judgment of this petty bullshit. Right, uh, I've course. got nothing better to right, do. Right, right, Um, and, uh, the place where they're holding this court, um, is very muddy. 
You mm. see, you see. And there is, oh, oh, you, you, you beggar man, you there. Carry me across this mud on your back, says uh. Queen Isolde. You, and he's like, yes, milady. You've never seen me before. Oh, I'm no. just some random beggar. And so she hops on his back and he carries her piggyback style over the mud. Um, and so, of course, this is actually Tristan. Right. Um, and so she goes into this court and she says, I swear that no man has been between my legs except my husband, Mark, who I love very much. And this random And also that man. random guy that you saw. Are you kidding? And they're like, good enough for me. Because she didn't lie. And this is all to avoid lying. Yeah. Even though nobody would have known if she just... Well, see, there's this whole... I believe, as I recall in this version, she has to undergo some kind of trial by... I believe she has to undergo a trial by fire, which basically says, if you're in the right, God won't let this burn you. Okay. If you're lying, she's like, if I'm lying right now, then this red hot iron will burn me. So it actually doesn't burn her because she wasn't lying? She wasn't lying. Oh my god. And Arthur's like, alright, well, open and shut. And if anybody fucking tries to just besmirch her honor at this point, you got Arthur to reckon with. okay. Uh, you know. That's so silly. So, um, basically, no one can accuse Isolt of anything anymore. And... Tristan can come back to Cornwall because sure. it's like, well, nothing happened, yeah. I guess. And I guess they fucking decide to have sex some more anyway. Wait, re- after all that? Well, yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> Before you could blame the love potion. That's all over now. Yeah, uh-huh, it is all over now. Um, And some spies fucking see them and Tristan kills some guys and runs away to Brittany. I'm gonna get through the rest of it real fast because most of it. This is a lot it's, longer it's than a I lot. thought. So Tristan goes to Brittany, um, hangs out with the king there, and the king's like, "Hey, I've got a different Isolt you can marry." And he's like, "All right, hey? yeah, there's just another lady, Isolt of the White Hands." Um, and, and he's like, "Good enough. Good enough. I'm never gonna see my Isolt again. So I'll 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 settle for a different Isolt." Oh my. Um, but. He just fucking can't get over the Isolde number one, and his wife is really resentful of that. Um, and meanwhile, the king is like, yo, Tristan, Tristan, I, you have a reputation. I think you know how to sneak around on wives. I would like your help conducting an affair, please. What? <laughs> what? And Tristan helps him fuck a lady. <laughs> What on earth? Um, but then one day they get caught and 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 the guy do- gets killed and Tristan gets wounded just for helping out with the situation. Sure. And he's like, oh, I am so mortally wounded. I know that uh, Isolt number one is the only person on earth who can heal me. Oh, because she's the big doctor. She's the big doctor. Oh, I see. Um, and so she, he sends a messenger to go get her um, and... She's like, oh boy, um, yeah, better go. And he's like, hey, messenger, messenger, um, let's do the sail thing where you put up the you put up the white sails if she's with you, yeah. and the black sails if she's not. 
Um, and he can't get out of bed, and he's like, wife, tell me if my ex-girlfriend is here. And she's With like... your same name. Yeah, Yeah, terrible. and she's like, sees white sails. No, black sails, hun. Sorry. Oh. And he's like, I have so aggrieved and dies. <laughs> dies. Are you kidding? <laughs> and then Isolt also dies immediately. Because she's upset. Yes, because they guess they just love each other um, anyway. Yeah, she just finds Tristan's dead body and dies embracing him. And then their bodies are taken back to Cornwall and Mark's like, well, I'll bury them honorably. <laughs> At least it's all over. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking. And then trees, intertwining branches, yada yeah, yada. I know that part as well. Um, And that's now the story. Here's the thing. No one would expect that whole thing to be a movie. No. You couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't. This movie had enough troubles making them likable. Yeah. I think that, you know, this is tough. But at like, least they have the excuse of the love potion for most first. of it. At first. Yeah. At first. For a long time. For a long time. For a long time. And then by then they're just kind of used to it probably. And yeah, they're just, they're like, just yeah, like, we can't The sex help was it. good. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of stuff. As usual, there's a lot of stuff that we're never going to see uh-huh. on this podcast that I'd uh, like to see. Yeah. Like the flower and the blood and the what? Yeah. Like, who comes up with that kind of thing? I mean, I guess we probably literally don't know. No, no, I uh, But like, no, no shade on these people. Who made this 2006 film for changing some things. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what you can do with this story. That's what I mean. It's like, you got to change something. But yeah, so they add in all of this preamble of them falling in love by the sea to, like, excuse it. I guess. Because they can't have a love potion, I suppose. They can't have a love potion. It does really make for a contrivance, doesn't it? You know what? I skipped over this whole fucking shady ass bit yeah um because Isolde became um like suspicious that Brangain was going to betray her okay um and so she hired some murderers to, to murder, murder her Brangain no so she couldn't give away the game because she's the only other person who could <sighs> She just does nothing good happens to her, huh? Poor brain gain, right? Yeah. So, um, so these murderers show up and they're like, hey, we're going to murder you on behalf of the queen. Um, (laughs) what did you do, though, to make her so mad? What on earth? Um, because this is just weird. We're not usually sent to murder, like, young women. So, like, (laughs) we just like to know. (laughs) And she's like, all I did was... Give her a white, a clean white tunic when she, hers was soiled. And they're like, that's cryptic. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a thing we don't want to get involved with. Are you We're going to take you back to the queen. Whoa. And this old's like, um, you didn't murder her? And they're like, she said some cryptic shit. Um, we don't know what's going on, but we are not super into this situation. And she's like, great, because it was a test. Um, Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh my god. So like the only way to make 
a faithful Tristan and Isolde movie is to make a dark comedy. They're fucking monsters. Yeah, so she's like, I, oh, I, I turn, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna have you killed, actually. Thank you for not, you could have <laughs> just said what I did and you didn't. So, oh my god. We're cool. That's next level. Isn't that fucked nonsense. up? Nonsense. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tristan and Isolde. I thought I didn't like them in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Love potions make you do crazy things. I guess so. That uh, Talking about him while he's hiding up in the tree nonsense. That's I, so fucking funny. See, this is the thing. I would like to see these things. No one's ever going to do it. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, but it's I guess, hilarious. I guess we don't know. There are other movie versions of Tristan and Isolde. Yeah. I don't know what they do. We'll Eventually we'll watch that one that baby Christoph Waltz is in. I still can't believe that exists. Oh, I'm so excited for that Maybe one. Maybe that one will be a little weirder. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. This is Austrian. Yeah. So who, who knows? <laughs> but um, it's a silly movie, yes. but also less entertaining too, than it too should be. Too restrained. It's too restrained. Yeah, because, like, I felt myself, like, missing First Night. Yes. Which at least was, like, wacky. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it really and, went places. And, like, it didn't feel like it needed magic or anything. Like, it felt like maybe that would have been cluttered for the movie. Right. But you Whereas know, it, with this one, you can feel the gaps. And, and First Night gets to have some fun. Yeah. It, it, it's not so self-serious. Like, And this is, like, so self-serious that we were wondering... Both of us, it seems like, whether the humor that was there was intentional. And, like, these characters have no personalities None. at That's all. What they feel like they're out of a magazine, basically. They don't exist. No. It, it, you know, in, in First Night, like, these characters feel like people, yeah. you know? Lancelot's yeah. kind of roguish. They have banter. Yeah. But they give him, like, a sad backstory that's, like, meant to be kind of a surprise. And, yeah. You know, like, like, there's texture. Yeah. There's There is... There's a vibe. There, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's character. Tristan is just not anything. No, again, he feels like he feels like he's from a commercial. Like he tosses his hair and he cries a lot. He's just got, he, he's just got wet eyes. Wet eyes <laughs> all the time. Wet eyes. And everyone's like, "Why is Tristan so sad? Why this is his isn't, eyes this, so wet all like, the time?" They're like, "This isn't like him." And I'm like, "It absolutely it is. Is what was he ever like before? <laughs> before exactly. <laughs> but we don't know. We don't know." We never got to know tell him. Us. And she's just like, you know, she wants things. And she's stuck with all these obligations. She's, she has less personality than Princess Jasmine. Oh, like, it's really astonishing. She's and like, got nothing. She's just like, boy, I sure feel bad about these choices I'm making. Right. <laughs> and like half of her is like, you know, I ain't gonna listen to no man. And then another part is like, well, I gotta do this because dad said so. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that. That's uh, yeah. How hard are you fighting? I don't know. Uh, we we never find out. Yeah, she doesn't do anything at all. No, she takes a man off of the beach. That's the only agency she ever displays yep. in this movie mm-hmm. is to mm-hmm. take a man out of a boat and give him medicine. Yeah, I was frustrated with this movie. It is a it's frustrating. Not, movie. It's not unpleasant to watch. It's the kind of movie where you, you just feel like you put it on on television and fall asleep halfway through. Yes, it is a very fall asleeping kind of movie. Yeah. And it just, I, I want it to be more. It could be yeah, more. It could be more. You look at things like that wedding scene and you're like, there was talent here. We know there was talent here. You know what this man can yeah, do yeah. as a director. It just didn't feel 
like it had that oomph behind it for us to really care. And like, you know, Count of Monte Cristo. These characters have personality. Yes. They're charming. They're they're and witty. And they're it's, fun. It's, it's clear and it's compelling. Yes. They have they have really strong like you get a real strong sense of who they are. Yeah. And I think it, it's part of the, it, this just being a romance is it's like Tristan yeah. and Isolde have to be sort of flat so that you can, it's that sort of You're like. You're sort of supposed to project yourself yeah, onto them or yes. project your feelings onto them. Yes. And it's Tristan sort of like. Tristan can't be any particular way because all the teenage girls in the audience yeah, have to, to imagine him yeah, yeah, yeah. in whatever way they want to. And, and they have to imagine themselves the place of Isolde so she can't be any particular way. It's trying so hard to be appealing that it is. It has no appeal. It's generic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it gives yeah, nothing. And like most most It's giving nothing. It's giving nothing. <laughs> it's incredibly generic. The only thing that isn't generic about it is the weird way it looks. <laughs> which was generic for the time. It was. All of these and movies look like it that. It only feels weird now cuz we're not used to it anymore. The costumes are fucking absurd. I do like every dress this old wears. Yeah, they're cute. Um yeah. which is it changed from first night. I hate every dress yeah, that Guinevere yeah, wears. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The costumes in first night were a yeah. little rough. The costumes in this are fucking preposterous, yes. but at least this old looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. that sweater that she gives him is the silliest <laughs> fucking sweater. Well, I thought it was so funny that little charm bracelet. Yeah, thing. the little seashell bracelet. And I was like, that looks so hilariously modern. First of How all, how did he make it? And like, it seems like he's like filing off like each after it's already been all put together. Yeah, he's like filing off the sharp edges, but it's like, how did you bore the holes in those shells? What's even connecting them? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah. It's <laughs> a silly movie. Tristan making bracelets is like the most distinct he, thing about him. That's what he does for to be a good nice boy. That's he the kind of He can just make anyone a bracelet in 2 seconds. He's great at making out of whatever's around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Tristan of the uh, of the legends is a musician. Turns out this Tristan Jeez, he, he just he makes, makes bracelets. bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I have anything else to say about no, this movie. I think we've said all that there could possibly be to say. Yes, it's... It exists. It sure is a movie. Yeah, yeah. sure is a movie that exists. So. Yeah. The next movie that we're going to be watching. is 2014's Dragons of Camelot. It's spooky season, and that means we, we tried so, so hard to find something that was like horror vibes. Because the most horror vibes one we are saving for the correct month. Yeah. Um. So what else was there? We didn't we, know. We talked about Army of Darkness, which is kind of in a gray area. Yeah, it since wasn't. It, it, it does feature a Lord Arthur and a kind of Camelot esque. Uh, situation, but it but just didn't feel good enough. So yeah, so so we're gonna watch what? a movie that I'm sure is better. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's this gonna be a, terrible. This y'all. is like a direct to video. I don't know if you call it direct to video. It's like a direct to streaming. Yeah, movie. Uh, dragons of Camelot. Dra- one thing I will say: disappointing lack of dragons so far. Mm especially compared to the mythology mm-hmm. like you're always telling me oh there were dragons yeah there were dragons in the backstory and they didn't make it they into the movie they fight these dragons tristan fights a dragon yeah uh, vortigern and his metaphorical dragons yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we may get around to to yvain and he yeah. fights a dragon but... i i don't know if 
I don't know about Dragons of Camelot. We'll see. It's going to be terrible, but it might be terrible in a way that is fun. And it does seem pitched as a horror movie. So that's all we were asking for. The the dark reign of Morgan Le Fay and her evil dragons, I guess. Something. That's that's exciting to me. Yes, that's that's as good a premise. I would highly recommend anyone curious to to, uh, do a search about this movie on the internet just to look at the poster. It is... (laughs) A poster. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Uh, so that's what we're doing, for better or worse. For, for we're having a, a fun, spooky time in October, it's... and then we'll get back to real movies it... very soon. Yes. <laughs> so, if you feel like putting yourself through it... It is for free anywhere you could possibly imagine. Um... I... I'm going to say, from where I'm sitting, I've not watched a single minute of this movie. I'm not going to suggest that it's super mandatory watching. I, I would imagine not. Yeah. You can maybe just listen to this one. Yeah. Now, if you want to go through this experience with us, that's <laughs> We welcome fun. that, yeah. But I don't think you probably need I I doubt to. you'll be missing too much. Yeah. But we'll, we'll if see. it's a surprise hit, we'll let you know. <laughs> Based on the IMDb reviews, I'm not uh, holding my breath. It's doubtful. It's doubtful. But we committed. We're doing We're it. not just watching good movies on this podcast. In fact, we're watching very few of those. It does seem to be shaking out that way. I'm not surprised. Yeah. This, this is the project. This yeah. is what makes it a quest. Yes. If it was pleasant all the it time. It wouldn't be a quest. It wouldn't be a quest. So, until then, we love you. Stay safe. Bye-bye. I pray you be hailed, and newly returned from the fire. Thank you for listening to this Film Broads production. Subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and talk to us on Twitter at Film Broads Pod. Our theme music is Holding Out for a Hero by Hildegard von Blingen and Whitney Avalon.